sweet of him. Look on the ASA. My gosh. They're all going against the wind. It was basically a cube with inside of sphere where the points of the cube uh, were touching outside of the sphere. States. It's a worldwide phenomenon. Hi everyone and welcome back to That UFO Podcast. My name is Andy and we have a breaking news update which is always fun to do and maybe a little bit unexpected at this late in the year. Uh, Dan joining me of course for it. Dan, how are we? I am I am fantastic. This week just keeps getting better and better, doesn't it? It does. So that is a nice way to I think to round off the year, isn't it? And kinda yeah. tie things up with a bow. If you haven't seen yet and you're listening to this and getting your news from us, which so many of you tell us you do, um, thanks. But the NDAA, the National Defence Authorization Act, has been signed by President Joe Biden. And that in effect or well, puts into effect a lot of things. There are tons of amendments and bits and pieces of info that if you're especially if you're outside of the US, you don't have an interest in. But the one little piece that we were very, very interested in was Senator Gillibrand's amendment that uh, or one of them, even then to go into the minutia, <laughs> one of those amendments of Senator Gillibrand. Uh, I've said Gillibrand and Gillibrand already. Christ, I've covered Gillibrand. all bases. Yeah, Gillibrand um, was the, the UFO office, uh, as we're all calling it. And we're finally going to officially for 2022 have a, an, a UFO office in the united states government that is funded and is going to be reporting and collecting actually dan what is it going to be doing because this is something i see a lot of people commenting on online do we know yet officially what it's going to be doing we know some of what it's going to be doing there are some things that are up in the air at the moment um for example the name, ironically they haven't even named it <laughs> um you know we we went through uh astro atro uh then we got the pentagon announced aoi msg so you know it's all in a name um it, it'll be curious to see what they call it we'll we'll have details of personnel involved to come ahead of us as well um as well as it does require the head of the the uap office to come up with a scientific study plan for the phenomena and that's where a lot of people are hoping that some kind of you, you know committee and external uh people can come in and, and kind of give a hand um aoi msg we don't know what's going to happen to that yet i was going um, to ask you that like yeah it's it's up in the air because it kind of does a lot of the same stuff um but it's nowhere near as extensive um you know this one where i can run through a couple of points if you yeah, want yeah go for it yeah. So basically this this bill establishes for the first time or, or rather sorry I should say for the first time in US history Congress has legislated on the UAP issue. There is now language with which we can hold people that we think are keeping secrets about this to account whether the law does what it's going to do uh is anyone's guess but we finally have an actual factual lever to do something through and can i just um, can i just mention on that dan for anyone and yeah. i still have the conversations with folk online and it's i love it i love when people interact good bad and different reason debate whatever it might be but people who still say there is no progress and nothing's happened for years or decades and i look and go just that one thing you've said alone that within you know the congress 
they've actually talked about UFOs. I know the language of UAPs and all that kind of stuff, but they effectively are discussing stuff in the sky that they don't know what it is, which is what any of us in this topic have haunted for so, so long. So even putting everything else aside that's happened, of which there has been a ton, and, and we're going to cover that in our 2021 highlights show in a few days, that's huge. If, if nothing else happened this year and you were told that's going to happen, it's it's a win, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. People always compare this to Blue Book, but the Blue, Blue Book was run by the Air Force. It was, you, you know, they were mandated, they were told to, you know, fooey the notion of the phenomena. They They were never there to study it. This office is, um, it has access to all these little crevices, um, all these different areas, all this different instrumentation. It has access to a lot of funding to do the job with, uh, which is very important. It's mandated to report back to a lot of committees. Pretty much every committee is going to be reporting back to the House, to Congress. Finally, people are going to be informed on a regular basis. Um, just straight up front, um, if anyone's busy, I'll just tell you the dates now that you're going to be looking forward to. The first briefing um, from this office will come within 90 days of the bill being signed. So that's today. Uh, that takes us to March 27th, 2022. Um, by then, we may hear senators and other officials start talking about this more openly. Um I imagine by then we'll have, you, you know, all the computers will be set up in the office. We'll, we'll know who's working there maybe, or some of the people at least. Um, we'll know a bit more about what they're going to be doing scientifically and who they're going to be working with. And then we get our first report by Halloween 2022, which is October 31st, if you don't celebrate Halloween. So they are going to be doing a whole bunch of things. The standouts for me are that one, this is a four-year fully funded office. So we've got this until Halloween 2026 now. So if you're a little exhausted by this whole thing over the past few months, um, take a break. Have some champagne, put your feet up. You've earned it. Um, but there's going to be a lot of work ahead. Um, it's going to be record, uh, sorry, coordinating with the FAA, NASA, Homeland Security, the NOAA, uh, the Department of Energy as well, who we know is kind of a, a potentially a big player in the history of uh, keeping this secret. Um, it's going to standardize reporting, recording, syncing data. Um, but importantly, they're going to be studying adverse physiological effects as well. So when no longer, they, at no point during this study, they're going to be asking, are UAP real? That's a done deal. We established that already. Now we're talking about intent. We're talking about capturing and exploiting the technology. We're talking about the effects it had on our bodies when we get too close, if it's electromagnetic radiation or whatever it is. Um, so this, for me, is very much kind of, you know, it's open season. All, all of these efforts like UAPX, UFO data, you know, studying the phenomena at Skinwalker Ranch, um, the Galileo Project, all of these have just been given the thumbs up by the US government. And that's insane. So if you know a little project out there that's trying to get off the ground, or you know of an area near you that has like stories of these spooky lights, there has never been a better time for you to buy a couple of gadgets on Amazon and go tackle it and figure out if it's prosaic, because we need to start checking these off. It's time to do the work. That That is right. And I'm glad you said that. <clears throat> Last night, uh, we done the live raffle draw and Lou joined us, Lou Elizondo, for the second half of the show. And, and he said himself something that we've both said previously, the hard work starts now. It's, it's a time to go, yep, great, well done. But I suppose this is a bit like a, a football or soccer team playing like a league season. You've won a game, you've won an important game, but you've not won the league yet and you have to keep going. And if you dwell on this too much, then... 
it, it could fall flat on its face. Um, yeah. And it is very much the hard work starts now. You have to, and this is something I tend to do in life is I don't dwell on kind of successes. It's, yep, great. Let's move on. What's what's next? Let's keep going. Because this this isn't infallible. And people that say we've been here before, maybe not exactly here, but there, there's been progress to extents before. And I think it's important that it keeps going. Um I've got a few questions, Dan, off the back of some of the stuff you've just said and things I've been thinking about. Yeah, and sure. Some of, I, I was going to talk about what we can expect in the report, but I, I, ask those yeah, first. I'll, I'll come to that, yeah. So March 27th, you've said we might know who is involved. Is there a chance that you think we could lose people like Lou Elizondo, Chris Mellon, or, or others to this office? Or do you see the office being... being people and names that we don't really know in terms of of ufos uaps there's going to be a lot of you know officials doing this thing that we do not know and we may never know you know it might take someone else down the road when efforts kind of get stonewalled resigning and doing doing you know what what lou has done and kind of guiding the rest of us to the water so to speak but i think well i hope there will be some familiar faces there for us just because there are some trustworthy faces, you know, for for me, I, as much as I would be sad to lose publicly interfacing with Lou Elizondo, mm-hmm. um, I also think he's extremely well equipped to be put in an office that studies this thing because there isn't a history to it, you know, so it, it would be a bittersweet, I think, for me. Does, does Lou's situation with the Inspector General uh, and all that that's going on in the background affect this in terms of they maybe wouldn't want to get Lou back involved in that sense. Is that something you even you you have a opinion on? Yeah, I mean the the way that the, all the officers are set up, the inspector general is a completely separate thing. So you, you know there would be rules kind of saying that no investigation can infect can affect someone's career and stuff like that. Um, so there will be a fairness there that wouldn't be the case if this can you remember when AOI MSG was launched and we were all just a bit disappointed and we were trying to communicate why and and Lou explained it really well he kind of said the umbrella that that office sits under isn't really an investigative umbrella it's yeah. just you know it's it's there um <clears throat> well this this sits above that umbrella basically so there's no chance that anyone in the pentagon can go uh eh, you know susan goff for example can say uh eh, lou elizondo I, I don't really like him for personal reasons or whatever keep him from the office um if he's qualified he will be qualified on on his merits alone um and and you know he is won't play into it the the people there are professionals that's their job okay you mentioned we've got this till 2026 what happens right. if president biden leaves office before then for for whatever reason and um, we don't need to go into all of those but you know he's he's not a young guy um there was always rumors that he would come in and kamala harris although again i'm not huge on u.s politics but i hear her approval ratings aren't as strong as they were and all that kind of stuff but for whatever reason if biden leaves office can that affect this yeah, like like all things in the US, you know, we we've all learned all around the world over the past few years that things can be done and they can be undone by the presidents. Um, the amazing thing about this issue is how bipartisan it's been. So I really don't see anyone coming in who's gonna you, you know start complaining about wasted money for a long while yet. Um, and and like I said, we've established it's real. So it's just discussing whether it's worth studying now. 
Um, so yeah, I, I think it'll carry on. It's just a case of how much funding it's given, you know. Okay, and now I'm going to play devil's advocate and try mm-hmm. and take off my UFO fan hat a little <laughs> bit here. Is it fair to say that, and I'm trying to represent everyone who can listen to this or does, that a lot of the support for this bill could come from or has come from from people who look at this as, rather than ET or, or whatever that might be, non-human technology, there's a good chance some or a lot of it is still adversarial technology. And while people at Chris Mellon kind of poo-pooed that a little bit, uh, and and <clears throat> for me, I mean, all the respect in the world to, to Christopher Mellon, I'd, I would love to ask him about this because I don't think I've seen him discuss it. He commented that one of the Chinese rockets had, had fallen on a rural farm road and that they were so far behind US technology. But then within weeks of that article in, in China's rocket falling out the sky, we find out they've tested a hypersonic missile that's flew around the Earth that apparently the US had no idea they had that technology. So for me, that was quite a disparaging you know, gap in, in what they thought yeah, they knew and I, what China actually had. Part of it, I think, is to do with how the media communicates stories. You know, I'm, I'm sure in China, there are articles about the SpaceX spaceships not even getting off the ground and exploding. I mean, like, oh, look how terrible the technology is. But we all know tests fail. That's how you make the good thing. Um, so, so I think that's what we're seeing there. But and, and I think I think, yeah, I've addressed this before, but I, I think with the drone argument and the adversarial technology argument, all of this stuff exists in the same data pile. And there's almost like an inkling inside me that thinks that this is happening now because the adversarial technology thing is happening now. You need to tackle both at the same time because they exist in the same areas and they both exist in that, you know, the niche that you're not really addressing. Um, but to keep them, their, their officers safe and all their crew and personnel safe, they need to address both. So there's no worry of this becoming just a drone thing. You, you know, we, we have the... Or rather, I should say, I don't know if we're going to have the buckets like we did with the UAPTF mm-hmm. uh, for the prosaic, prosaic stuff and the other bucket. Um, but I imagine there would be a kind of a, a sense of a, a working tree to work through like that when studying cases. Um, so the adversarial tech is one of those five buckets. Um, and there's like weather phenomenon and US secret tech and things like that. But that other category exists for a reason um and like i said to you before i think it's kind of named in a tongue-in-cheek way the others and all that yeah i would think so and you know what i think it's a good thing and you're right about the the drone technology has probably helped this come along and without the advancements in drone technology like and i'm not even talking about commercially obviously i'm talking about military industrial complex what they they have is probably mind-blowing stuff and some of it probably is pretty close to what we would look at as exotic technology um, and, and what it can and can't do um, so it's probably been a really good thing in terms of helping this office come into into you know existence that maybe some of these events like the Omaha the Russell whatever uh, uh, you know Nimitz Princeton other ships that we've not even heard of have these drone incursions where the tech is totally so incredible that they don't know what it is but like you say in those investigations of 144 cases they find out one was a balloon they find out 50 or 60 of those yep we have to investigate these or they were drones from russia china whatever but we still have this as you say other pile that we don't think these are drones because it done this and it done this and 
the pilot saw it up close and it didn't look like the other one so that's that's the kind of interesting stuff i suppose that we look for in that other category is definitely yeah exactly the one to keep the eye on i I i think we'll probably get to the first report and um people will just kind of be like, oh, you know, 30 pages of it about drones. <laughs> the rest of it is what we want. Um, but like I say, it's all in the same place. Um, so so it's super important to go through and to filter all of it. I think I said to you anyway, Dan, and I've said to a few people, like if, if and when some of this technology comes out, are, are drones, then there's that's fascinating still to me that, you know, where did they learn to do this and how can they go this speed and how can they now do this and where do these things, batteries, if they run on batteries or, you know, if it's fuel, how does that work? Because there there seems to be really game-changing technology in some of this stuff. So even if it is Russian, Chinese, US, there's a lot of wow factors still in that for me, totally aside from, but what about the the exotic, the the non-human stuff, which we're we're pretty sure is, is part of it as well. So, um, Dan, social media, um, early reactions, it seems to be it's been a huge win, doesn't it? People are are pretty happy with uh with the results here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is another one of those things like the James Webb telescope and the awesome raffle we did. Just no one's gonna bring us down on this. This is fantastic. Just if if we wouldn't get slapped with copyright, I would play Cool in the Gang celebration right now. Yeah, I was gonna say I could probably do it on the way out, but uh, yeah, I would absolutely <laughs> get slapped for copyright. Um but yeah, listen I I I was just going to say before, you know, and, and we start wrapping, um, the the main things to remember that are going to be in the report, like we're going to have an unclassified section to those reports. Uh, the people who aren't sharing data are going to be named and shamed in it. So if the Air Force doesn't play ball, they're finally going to be held to account and everyone's going to know that that's what they're doing. They're putting people at risk. The UAP task force or AOI MS, oh, sorry, yeah, the UAP task force here, um, it says that it will be terminated. So I guess farewell, long live uh, th- that. Um, and then those reports cover any events that haven't been mentioned before, including um, there's a whole section where they talk about cooperating with allies so i imagine there's going to be quite a few global events in one of those reports and the the first report is hopefully thick yeah two things just to wrap up we have to give connor o'brien a shout out he is a defense reporter covering congress for Politico, and he broke the news that the the act had been signed and i think that's what a lot of people are seeing being retweet on on social so awesome thank you yeah, connor that's right uh, I, we do have a, a nice yahoo news article with it as well now so nice two source point and we should see those flooding in as well shouldn't we and a bit more coverage on the on the news and stuff and if people haven't yet listened to it um because it was a little bit of a different show show the the raffle announcements we did have lou elizondo on the second half hour of that which was great and we did talk a little bit ufos on there and he gave some interesting opinions on what was going to come up and i asked him the question of and i thought he would give the answer about the you know the amendment of what was his highlight of 2021 and he didn't say that yeah so that was that was interesting um so yeah people should go and check that out as well but it's a good news it's a good way to kind of end off the year there's still uh, at least one more show to come from us before new year uh, talking about the highlights of 2021 people have sent in a load of those for us to talk through as well and uh, yeah we'll just kick on from there but dan good way to end 2021 yeah amazing um you, you know i'm so proud of the community for the raffle i'm proud of everyone that contributed to getting this bill done and through even you know the newcomers who may not be stooped in ufo law but i think we all we we 
we get one shot to do this properly. And it looks to me like that's the thing we're getting. So uh, congratulations, everyone. Keep your eyes on, you know, the news and, and hopefully some of the senators will start speaking up soon and we'll hear some more, especially, you know, the name. I want to know what it's called. I need to make a patch. Yeah, maybe send in some guesses for that one as well. But yeah, awesome. <laughs> Thank you, folks, for listening. And we'll speak to you soon. Hi everyone, Andy here. This is a special announcement for folks who listen to the show via Spotify. You can now support the pod directly through Spotify for less than the price of a coffee each month, giving you ad-free content, no sponsorships, early access and bonus shows as well. So many of you have chosen to support the show through Patreon and Apple Premium and I appreciate this has been a long time coming for Spotify listeners. Just search That UFO Podcast Premium in Spotify or click the link in this description for this announcement. I am working my way through to upload the entire back catalogue with no sponsors or advertising in there. Otherwise, Apple Premium is still available with a two-week free trial as well, again from less than the price of a coffee, or you can sign up for Patreon for the additional benefits that come with those tiers. Again, thank you to everyone who supports the podcast and just listens to the shows. Lots of great content to come.